that was rather good. Again, we're making a habit of being rather good, aren't we? And uh, I was not... Was I expecting that? I'm not sure if I was expecting that or not. When it happened, I suppose it didn't seem too unexpected, but I think I'm still getting adjusted to this new Arsenal that are uh, looking like they're sort of entirely dominant against uh, mid-table teams like Brentford, um, and that is such a delight. I think maybe next time I'll expect it, but um, it's probably safer to uh, feel this way, I suppose. Um, here's a sliding doors moment to start with. There's two, actually, that I came up with. One that was easily missed, wasn't picked out, but there was a, a, a time, I think, during broken play when um, they picked the ball up just beyond the middle third, and they had both of their centre-forwards running behind, and it was only Gabriel and Saliba, I think, back at that time, maybe one other. And there was a, a pretty simple pass through, and they would have been in on goal. I think it was 1-0 at the time, but either which way, Gabriel stepped in, shut it down, and his positioning has improved exponentially. I'm just really impressed. Uh, he also has the lovely habit of being on the, the half-turn defensively, so he's not squared up and have to turn in a 180 circle to go chase people, which is a small but vital detail for a defender. Um, so kudos to him, and especially because he continued playing when he was uncomfortable. I thought he had a very good game. The other one was the start of the second half. I remember coming back from the loo or somewhere, I don't know where I was, but I was coming back into the room and I mentioned to Max that we were going to be uh, under the cosh in the start of the second half because they'll come hard at us, they'll get a, a firecracker from Thomas Frank and they'll come hard at us. And I'm not sure that they were allowed to do that. I'm not sure that that's what happened and... Again, you know, I've sort of been bantering with friends since uh, the game finished, trying to tell them that Arsenal are better than they think um, that they are. Uh, not that I care that much what they think, but, um, but you know, it's just interesting, really, that uh, people don't observe what, what we're seeing. And I, my point was that I was trying to make was that um, you've got a situation now where it's more that Arsenal are suffocating opponents and not letting them play and are playing at such a high level that the opponent sort of... Um, well, they just can't produce. They can't get in any form of rhythm and it's more down to us than them, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, we're sort of keeping them at their level and that seems... Um, that's, just a, that's just another new thing that I'm thrilled with. And the suffocation was the first of the positive points that I wanted to bring out, actually, because I've noticed that we are routinely doing this. This is our, another one of our good new habits. It's happened last season, too, but we're getting better at it. Just a quick recovery and 
the pressing, um, the counter-pressing was just excellent. And it may not stop them from keeping possession, often it does, but it stops them from finding the pass that you see on the TV or at the stadium that would kill us. You know, the crossfield pass or the ball behind the defence, if they could release it, that's what it stops and that's why you do it. Um, and then if you're lucky, or not lucky, but if you're, if you're uh, able to nick the ball, then even better. But um, I just love that we keep killing opportunities that, the, that we're seeing as fans that the players don't get to see, the opponents don't get to see because their head is down trying to protect the ball. Um, I just love it. Here's another positive. Uh, when Gabriel Jesus scored his header... I was uh, I was a little a little stunned. I think just I'm not used to the ball going into the box and an Arsenal player from the last I don't even know how many years getting on the end of it. The header was just glorious, and the fact that he had to generate all of that power was quite something. Um, and I think that that's just the start because he has been doing that for City for quite a few years, and he's more than capable. I um, mean, you don't score a header like that, a difficult header like that, if you're not able to score more simple ones. So as much as I hate sort of just tossing the ball in the box, I do think that we're going to show a little more trust in hitting the ball in the air. And I think that... Hmm, I think it'll come more so when Granit Xhaka gets on the end of balls in the box, I think we'll see even more value. Because right now, unless it's a set play, we're not really throwing the balls in for Gabriel Jesus yet. City did a little more often, but we're not quite trusting that yet. But I think once Xhaka, who is often in the box, um, gets on the end of a few, which I think he will, I think we'll see more of that. Looking forward to that. Here's something that I noticed after the game, changing tacks here, but uh, we were driving home from church, I think, and uh, listening to the instant reaction from Arsenal Vision, and somebody mentioned Martin Odegaard. And I'd forgotten that he was absent. And I'd forgotten that he wasn't there because he has been our conductor for quite a while now, and what a joy, what a joy that he was missing. And we played at that level, that your main playmaker wasn't there and the guy that stepped in just carried on. Um, and that Vieira took that shot on, let alone scored it. It was a cracking effort. Uh, no luck involved there whatsoever. So that really bodes well um, when arguably your player of the season, and that is definitely arguable because there's so many possibilities there, but when he's not available, not even in the squad and he's your captain as well that's that, that I could probably write a whole opening paragraph just based on that actually uh, here's another one here's another one we'll keep rolling I've got about three or four more that I wanted to to talk about wanted to keep this a little shorter today though uh, the squad size uh, I spend personally way too much time thinking about transfers I I just I don't know get excited about other players I watch too much football and um, currently about to start watching AC Milan Napoli and looking forward to seeing I think it's their left wing and I have no idea how to pronounce his name he's Georgian 
but everyone's raving about him. And um, so anyway, spent too much time thinking about other players and what they could do for Arsenal. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about uh, Mikhail Mudrik from Shakhtar and, and I sort of think that uh, when the January transfer window comes around that he would be uh, a really good addition. And I, I still don't doubt that, but there's always a knock-on effect to getting a new toy, isn't there? And we saw that when Eddie came on. Uh, Arteta didn't want to change centre-forwards, but because Eddie has versatility and has played on the left and played there quite admirably in pre-season games in particular, then he was able to come on and play there. And, and we've got, you know, Martinelli can play more than one position and Smith-Rowe can and Vieira certainly can. And there's a long list of players, Lokonga can, that if we want to keep this squad happy, and I think Arteta said he wanted a smaller squad... Um, of about 20 to 22 outfield players, and that's what he's got now, that it actually suits the environment of the team. And people like me who are just dreaming about transfers are just not helpful <laughs> because, um, you know, there's, um, there's so much value in keeping players that you want to be happy, kept happy. And today we were watching the game and... We were debating substitutions, Max and I, and I said, I, I hope we don't make any subs because I, th I didn't want the rhythm to be broken. But there's a couple of things there. First of all, um, we had some players out on the field that probably didn't need to play a whole 90 minutes. Uh, so who am I to, to think that? Um, you know, and we've got a situation where we desperately want to keep some of these squad players happy. We don't want them in January or... In uh, or even approaching the World Cup and then in January and then the summer saying that they want to leave because they want to part. And, you know, someone like Eddie in particular, who is waiting to um, get in the team and almost deserves a spot in this team, but you just can't tell, take Gabriel Jesus out, and I don't think he would either. So finding him another position is just a smart thing to do. So keeping this squad small is probably the better way to go, I think is what I'm trying to say. A um, couple more things wanted to mention. Uh, Ramsdale's first save of the game in major involvement was the 70th minute. And, you know, much like Odegaard not being there and being able to write a piece just about that and what that means, you could do the same with this, really, that you're playing away anywhere, anywhere, doesn't matter who it is, even if it's an FA Cup game away to a League Two team and, and the home team takes 70 minutes to have a serious effort on goal. That's, that's really good. Um, and that just speaks, doesn't it? Gosh, that really does. Wow. Last point I wanted to make um, was the set plays. Yet another huge improvement at Arsenal. The delivery from corners, Martinelli in particular, the speed trajectory, the flatness of the cross, inviting the kinds of goals that we're getting. That, that header by Saliba was just a matter of him getting there first. And you've got to put a very light touch in it, so there is definitely technique to it, but so difficult to defend. And... When a ball travels as far as it does into the box, you're really hoping your goalkeeper can deal with it. 
But then if the ball is that flat, he's a fool to come and try to deal with it because there's too many heads in the way and there's too many people that could get there before him. So the quality of set plays is so much better. And then my final little thought was there was a really nice throw-in in the first half that released Saka down the goal line and that looked like a penalty kick waiting to happen. The other team were a little freaked out by it and he hurtled down the goal line and the guy chasing him looked like he was in a state of panic and looked like he was going to bring him down and Saka really needed to cut him off and slow down and draw a penalty kick there. But no complaints. If we can be a little more creative from throw-ins, because throw-ins are often seen as a way just to chuck the ball to the other team. I mean, honestly, it's hard to uh, keep quality possession and create much from them. But, you know, that was uh, that was really encouraging. So, well, very good. I'm going to uh, be gone here now and uh, go do some celebrating myself and look forward to the next one, which will be in a little while, I think, right, after the international break. So good stuff. Thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. Cheers.